Hey everyone, welcome to the Razor Web Design Wire Podcast with Matt Reed. The Razor Web Design Wire Podcast with Matt Reed. Matt Reed. Hey guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It's Matt from RazorWeb and today we're talking about in episode 19, what should you pay for a website when you get one made by someone? So I'm not talking about if you do it yourself, I'm talking about if you get a professional like myself or like others around to do your website, what do you pay? Because it's really sort of a dark art that people don't know a lot about, or, you know, about web design, so they don't say, I don't have a clue about web design, you know, I'm starting from scratch, and people seem to get screwed over, to put it blunt, quite a lot, and we get people come to us, and they've spent far too much money, or they come to us with an idea that they think should cost a couple hundred dollars, and it's actually going to cost a couple of thousand dollars, so it's just people aren't aware of the cost behind making a website. So I'm going to go through different factors for you today that give you an idea of what contributes to the setup cost of a website. So there's different factors and the first one's design. So design obviously the bottom of the end of the scale, the cheap end of the scale is a pre-designed template. So there might be another 5,000 sites out there that use that template. Um, but since there's 5,000 sites using it, the setup cost initially by the designer of that template obviously is going to be a lot less when you break it down. So if they sell, you know, let's say the template costs them, you know, $1,000 to make and they've got 5,000 sites using it, they can obviously sell it for dirt cheap, you know. It might be 20, 20 American dollars, 50 American dollars, 100 American dollars for, for that design because it's pre-designed and away you go. So if you've got a developer that's giving you a pre-designed template, they're showing you templates you can use, you know that they're basically just letting you pick from a catalog what you want. Um, so it's not custom tailor designed like our websites, well, let's say like the websites my company builds or like the websites other high-end companies build. They obviously use your brand and build a template around that rather than the other way around. It's like going to a suit shop and buying a pre-made suit that's just the generic size, you know. You'd rather buy a suit that's tailor-made, but it's going to cost you a lot more. Um, Cost-wise, you know, really it depends. Like, it more so depends on how much uh, effort the designer puts into making you a custom template. So for us, we usually just design the home page, and then the rest of the pages we lay out as we go and sort of you could say improvise to a certain degree on how the rest of the site would look because it all really blends together and correlates the header and the footer of the site as you'll know on all sites are the same basically it's just the guts that changes so we do a custom mock-up for the home page and sometimes other pages but obviously if a customer wants a mock-up a mock-up for every page a design custom design for every single page um, that's you know a little more uh, special we're obviously going to charge more so you're going to pay more so basically the more design involved in customizing it to your brand the more you'll pay don't use a designer oh, sorry don't use a developer you know a web design company that's giving you a template but they're charging you an arm and a leg for it because they've obviously haven't designed it they've just bought it off the internet somewhere and they're letting you use it so they're obviously ripping you off there so just be aware of that now the second factor is content writing or content so to speak um, these are in no particular order really but content writing is what I've written down here so you might have someone um, you go and they build your website and they ask you for the content and what I mean by that is in my other episodes you know what's going on the home page what's going on the services page what's going on the about us page what testimonials do we have blah 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 so some companies don't write this for you 
you know, like our company, for example, we'll ask you for a few basic points and then we'll write the content for you. Or we might even, or you might sorry, have your content yourself and you've written it all yourself and you love writing and you're a wordsmith, so you've, you know, you've prepared it all for us. So if you're having to give all of the content, especially images as well, to your developer or your web design company, then that's going to indicate that you should be paying less because they're, all they're having to do really is place that content into the website via HTML code or a drag and drop editor um, through the back end. So that's what you've got to consider. Okay, of my content writing, am I doing it or are they doing it? Like how we do it, for example, is we give people the option to have their content written for free. So it doesn't necessarily adjust the cost because we include it for free um, as a service, but some people have, you know, half their content written already and we'll just go through it and check it and tweak it for them and send it back and make sure they're happy with it. So just be aware of that. That's an important one as well. Number three is SEO. So generally you'll find any site that gets built, it'll have initial SEO work done on it. People think that it's an ongoing thing. It is, but you don't pay one off for that. You obviously pay ongoing for ongoing SEO, as you might expect. So our sites and most companies that set up websites now, like ones that use WordPress, for example, which is a content management system to edit the site yourself, they'll include SEO plugins, which are basically little, uh, you could say little add-ons that plug into your website and make it rank better on Google. Uh, whereas our site's obviously using our own custom CMS and they're already pre-built with, you know, you could say the best practices in SEO um, from different sources. So SEO is another thing. You shouldn't really ever have to pay extra for it because a lot of SEO fundamentals are just the base of a website anyway, so they should already be incorporated. Um, but yeah, if someone's offering you a big SEO package to start with, you're going to pay more, obviously. Now, the fourth one is uh, a system to edit the website. So most systems are free to use, like WordPress or Silverstripe or Joomla. You've probably heard of those ones. They're all free open source systems. So your web developer can place them in and give you the option to um, you know, log in yourself in future and change the site contents. Now, even though they are open source, they're obviously going to charge you more to set that up most likely than just a plain static HTML website, which you couldn't edit. So you'll always pay a little bit extra for a good system so that going forward, you can change the site yourself. And also other factors in there additional are things like if you wanted a module or, a, or an extra feature like a quote form or a booking calendar or a an e-commerce system you want to sell online that's obviously going to cost you extra so that that, that sort of system and extra features also uh, sorry contribute to the cost of the website now another one as well is support going forward so if you're using a web design company what sort of support do they offer do they just build the website and then close the door on you and you're on your own or do they offer ongoing phone support? Do they offer ongoing email support? Do they offer a live chat? You know, can you go and sit with them? All that stuff does also affect the cost of a website. It's only minor, but you'll find that companies that offer, you know, a good customer service experience are obviously going to charge more because they're giving you that all-round package and all-round, you know, sort of customer service so they're going to look after you. Whereas you could go to a contractor overseas or a freelancer and they'll build the site um, and then a month later you need a hand with it but they're already working on someone else's project and they're a one-man band and they don't really have time to you know help you out. So 
if you're dealing with someone you know who's doing that then in my view you should be paying slightly less um, only slightly because generally ongoing support's always going to cost you extra anyway depending on what it is obviously if there's a bug or they've, they've messed something up obviously you don't want to be paying for that but you know that's another thing to consider and finally on my list of factors I've also got the experience so there's a lot of designers uh, web design companies out there that set up and from day one they're charging twice the price of what some of the more established firms are you know a priced at all because they just want to look like their their products superior to everyone else's so you've just got to be careful about the experience um, that web design companies have um, and how they're sort of pricing you know if it's a very new company and they're pricing very high I would tend to avoid them um, if they're a new company like I did when I started for example and they're charging very low very affordable to get their foot in the door then that can be more appealing but you've got to be aware though still of you know obviously a very cheap price can also have its uh, you know its downsides for example you know the person who's making the website might not be fully qualified yet or fully experienced or just know the ins and outs of everything yet so you might find it takes longer it's not done properly there's a few bugs going forward that's all obviously stuff you've got to consider when you're using a less, ex less experienced company or designer um, you pay what you get for obviously but yeah if you're going to be using a company that's been around 10 15 I suppose 20 years now soon with you know we're being that old <laughs> um, you're going to spend more uh, but at the end of the day if you're a professional company with a professional image and reputation you should be using a professional web design company and not skimping on cost um, we see a lot of companies go somewhere they'll use someone out of town or who's not experienced enough um, and and they've also charged them an arm and a leg as well and then they come to us and they say oh um, these guys actually screwed up or you know the site's not working properly and we've already spent a you know we've already spent several thousand dollars um, you know and then and then we'll do them a new site and it's cost them half of what they originally spent on the one that didn't work properly so see this is the whole point of this episode you've really got to judge and try and work out which is the best value um, quote to go with so Another thing to avoid is just doing one quote. If you're getting a website made, especially if you're going to someone who's less experienced, who have never sort of dealt with the industry before, yeah, get a few quotes and then you can actually say, well, this one's real high and it's the same, basically the same quote as these other two. So why is this one so high? And then you can sort of pick and choose um, where you're going. But again, don't pick it on price, pick it on the other factors I've talked about what level of design, what level of experience does a company have, you know, what sort of SEO do I get, do they give me content writing, and then go, okay, my budget's XYZ, you know, XYZ $1,000 or $2,000, $5,000, $10,000, which one of these works best for it? I'm not going to go and jump in with the $1,000 offer and then go, oh, I'll save nine grand or I'll save four grand because this is the cheapest one because as you probably know, like I know and I've learned over the years is, you get what you pay for um, so it's, it's just a very fine art <laughs> and there's no sort of way to really do it apart from I believe get various quotes if you come to uh, my company for example you don't have to get various quotes but <laughs> it's um, it's still a good thing to do just to just to sort of figure out and work out which is the best way to go and just even ask people you've probably got if you're setting up a new business or you've been in business a while you've probably got people you know who own businesses as well 
or who even are IT people um, or designers and they can go, yeah, this uh, this would be about right. This quote's probably got the, good, the best sort of pricing um, relative to quality and what sort of value you're going to get out of it. So yeah, hope that helped guys. Um, let me know if you need a hand with anything. Um, otherwise, we'll do some more episodes soon. Um, just been busy flat out starting in the new year. So I'm trying to get back onto episode 20 soon and that'll be our 20 episode milestone. So it's pretty exciting. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening and like and subscribe. Cheers, see ya. That was the Razor Web Design Wire podcast with Matt Reed. For more, visit razorweb.co.nz.